Welcome to this edition of What's the Score? Let me remind you, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please click the like button wherever you listen to this program. And if you'd like to support this and future programs, I encourage you to become a patron via patreon.com. There'll be details to follow in the middle of the program. We couldn't do the program without our patrons, so thank you. And enjoy today's wonderful podcast. Today's program made possible by patrons like you. Welcome to where we celebrate music from the movies. From the golden age to present day, we've got it all covered. We talk to those in the entertainment industry and find out about their favorite scores. You found the podcast, What's the Score? I'm your host, Frank R. Wilson. So sit back, relax, grab a popcorn, and let's see what we'll be hearing today. Trouble, my friend. Right here, I say trouble right here in River City. Why, sure, I'm a billiard player. Certainly mighty proud to say I'm always mighty proud to say it. I consider that the hours I spend with a cue in my hand are golden. Help you cultivate horse sense and a cool head and a keen eye. Did you ever take and try to give an ironclad leave to yourself from a three-rail billiard shot? But just as I say it takes judgment, brains, and maturity to score in a bop line game, I say that any boo can take and shove a ball in a pocket. And I call that sloth the first big step on the road to the depths of... Recognize that music? It's a favorite of our guest today. He's a casting director out of New Orleans who has, in a relatively short amount of time, built a successful career. He started out having a focus on acting, studying at Northern Illinois University, and eventually even at the Moscow Art Theater as well. After getting a few acting gigs, he discovered that he had an interest in work behind the camera. That eventually developed into assisting casting directors, which then led to starting his own casting firm called On the Hunt Casting. His firm has been built into a major force in casting in the New Orleans market, so I hope all of you will please join me in welcoming Hunter McHugh to the program. Hi, Hunter. Hey, Frank. How are you doing? I'm good. I, I'm really grateful for you joining us and excited about our chat today because we're going to take a slightly different path than we normally do, but we'll talk some more about that here in just a little bit. Um, as my listeners know, I always like to find out a little bit more about the the person we're talking to today. So I'm just kind of curious if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your you know, growing up, your formative years, family, things like that. Uh, yeah, so um, I come from two salespeople. My mom and dad are both in sales, and they kind of, when I was a a baby kind of traveled me around a lot. I was actually born in Dallas, Texas, but uh, you know, never lived there at, in my formative years. I, I, I've always lived in the Mandeville area, um, which uh, was as, was a great place to grow up, and uh, have two two younger brothers. I'm the oldest. A lot of pressure, really, <laughs> but it's 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 all good. And um, you know, uh, had a great childhood with them and we all have really good relationship my uh youngest brother is uh, uh has muscular dystrophy so uh, growing up with a brother that is mentally fine but physically a little trapped has been a very interesting way of life and and, and opens your eyes to um 
just something different than most people would experience. You know, I can only nurse. imagine. Yeah, yeah, and it's and, and I wouldn't change it for the world. He is the 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 light of my life, and uh, and so, anyways, uh, I basically grew up over in the Mandeville area doing a lot of talented theater, and uh, yeah, and by the way, just for our listeners, Mandeville is. Uh, across the lake from New Orleans uh, in, in Louisiana, for those of you that don't know Mandeville. Yeah, and so I, I grew up uh, on the North Shore, but came, came to the South Shore for high school, uh, an arts program called NOCA, New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, with a specialty in acting, um, They which can be confused. They had a musical theater uh, uh program but i was a part of the acting which is kind of funny because all the songs we have chosen today <laughs> are musicals um but i definitely come from a hardcore um straight play background um when i was in that program i have to blame one of my teachers uh patrick mcnamara who was in the original bill and ted's um uh by the way huh. uh, way back when when and, and and he would do this really cool curriculum that I feel like some people, some students would connect with, but other students like me, it really actually was exactly what I needed to become the person I am today, which was we would read a play, we would watch uh, a couple different versions of the film, and we would just discuss the acting and discuss, you know, what what's different from the original play that we wrote uh, that was written and where, what it ended up like on screen, huh. um, you know, you know, and get just in just like that. It's kind of like it is an acting class, but in a way it was more of a film class because you're learning about all these renditions of, you know, the, the, the different kind of Romeo and Juliet's we have and, 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 uh, and all this, uh, and all the classic plays that are now, on the big screen, uh, one of my favorites we watched, the, A Doll's House, you know. Okay. Um, so, so uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? You know, like all these classic, classic movies. Uh, people might not realize are classic, classic films. Night of the Guana, you know. They, he would show us all these, and I don't think he realized what he was doing, but he was really turning me on to um, not just stage uh, theater acting, uh, but also really interested in the world of film i i can also see very clearly how that you didn't know it at the time how that must have prepared you for what ultimately ended up being your career <laughs> yeah no kidding and and you know i think even in acting school uh both college and high school i think i've always been more interested in watching the other actors work <laughs> yeah. uh it's just it's fascinating and 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 even even today, when actors go to an acting class, I always tell them, I say, hey, you know, uh, you you being in the class and watching the others actor, actors work might teach you more than your moment to shine in front of the class because mm -hmm. you're watching light bulbs go off, you know, yeah. and it, it's 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 fascinating to watch the gears go in their mind and and see where they want to go. So after Noka. Um, um, uh, I we had this huge audition. They're called the Unified Auditions, and I believe they're in more than just Chicago. But in Chicago, they're at the Palmer House, which is like the most classic Hilton, where all the the stars have stayed. 
Um, and you go up there, and in every room they have a different school, a different university you can audition for. Huh. Um, and it was fascinating. You know, I got to audition for like Juilliard and, and, and NYU's Tisch program and all these different, you know, mega schools. Yale yeah. was there, every, everybody. Uh, the, the one school I was most interested in was uh, North Carolina School of the Arts. And the other was CalArts, um, just because their programs were so fascinating to me. Uh, CalArts is very much about, and, 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 and I don't know about now, but back then, they were very much about avant-garde theater. And mm-hmm. I've, I've really been obsessed with Samuel Beckett and um, uh, any kind of minimalistic Brecht-type plays, because once you take away the 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 scenery and the lighting and all that stuff, you really get to the core of what I get so giddy about. And it's you guys, Frank, the actors acting <laughs> on sta- on stage. Ooh, just give it to me. You guys, it could be just you two sitting on a, on a, uh, on a stage with nothing behind you. And we can create a whole lifetime for people. Well, you know, um, and that, and that was obvious on the, you know, full disclosure here, Hunter, and I know we have a little bit of a history, a little bit, uh, yeah. before today's program and i just attended a class that you did and it was obvious you could tell that enthusiasm and that interest uh when you were uh, watching all of us all the participants kind of go through a scene and whatnot um i i, I do want to get back to that and some of that training here in just a moment because I, yeah, I think sure. i think you have an interesting story on that but i also think it's worth mentioning to our audience that uh, we are going to take a different approach today uh rather than playing instrumental music scores from uh, films one of the things that Hunter had mentioned to me in preparing for this was that he really loved musicals and would like to focus on that. And I kind of thought, you know what, we haven't done that before. It's about time. And so, you know, we've we've kind of decided that we're going to focus on musicals today. And so what I was curious in asking you before we play the first one, what is it about musicals that, that kind of drew you to, uh, to love that uh, particular genre, I guess, of film? Well, I, it, you know, it's interesting, and uh, I do appreciate what you said about the class, man. I, I, that makes you oh, feel really good. Oh, it was really terrific. Um, uh, uh, I, I think what it is for me and why I love this so much is because I love watching, and and if, I, if I'm correct, you know, from just filmmaking as a whole, we really did take this craft that was such a theater-based craft and had to hone it in and make it as subtle as possible uh, for for camera. Hmm. And um, and I think what just like fascinates me to watch these filmmakers take these big boisterous musicals. Okay, maybe not Sweeney Todd, but big boisterous musicals and and and, and put them on on camera. And they're still a little over the top, but there's something even more rooted in reality opposed to sitting in a theater and seeing this wide proscenium set or trust theater whatever it is um and being close up and personal on the lead actors um or or right in the mix with their songs and what they can do with the songs in post of adding this whole different element of filmmaking behind it can completely creatively um just make it into something that we never even thought before Wow. I think it's the collaborate the collaboration of the filmmakers along with the the classic uh, musicals that were set for being on stage that just fascinates me. And I bet you, 
even if the the playwrights aren't around anymore, um, they would be more than proud of the where they have turned out to be. You you, you have no idea how what you've said is so profound for me personally at the moment, only because I'm in the middle of rehearsals of doing my first play in 47 years. <laughs> oh my and, goodness! <laughs> and and get a load of this: it's Shawshank Redemption, and I play the warden. Oh my god! So it's it's a it's a good role, and so I'm very excited, and also a little bit nervous about it. But what you just said meant you know spoke volumes to me. You're right. Yeah, on stage, you 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 really do have to be bigger than life, for lack of a better way of saying it. And you've got to be a little bit more subtle on on film. And so I I I, I hear you. I agree with you totally. Yeah. Um, the the first uh, first cue we wanted to play uh, was from a a very well-known and popular musical, Bye Bye Birdie. The song is called Honestly Sincere. Tell us a little bit about why you wanted to choose that amongst one of your favorites today. <laughs> because it was one of the, my favorite roles I ever played. Uh, oh, you played, played it also, huh? <laughs> I played Conrad in high school, and man, I just, I became that Elvis-type character, you know, <laughs> uh, through the hallways, you know, in my... It, at home, you know, I I was living and breathing Conrad Birdie, and um, and and not just that. I I think there's something really interesting about the play that um, speaks volumes about Elvis Presley's life, um, where uh, you know what he wanted to do, and Conrad in this, what Conrad wanted to do for for the world, um, sometimes got in the way of this just complete fandom that 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 still i don't even know if it's as as it is maybe like taylor swift or billy eilish nowadays maybe like um um those types i don't know but the, that mega stardom you know i think he loved it but at the same time it's not exactly what he was in it for no. and uh and i loved i loved that balance of Loving the the fans around me, but at the same time, also loving just the performance aspect of 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 being this larger than life star. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's a that's, that's a great description and a and a great reason as to why you like it. Um, is the artist's name that sings it? Is it Jesse Pearson? Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, let's let's have a listen for ourselves. This again is from the uh, play or film, actually, a film that was derived from a play, Bye Bye Birdie, and the song is called Honestly Sincere. You gotta be sincere You gotta be sincere You gotta feel it here Cause if you feel it here Well, then you're gonna be Honestly sincere if what you feel is true, really feel it, you make them feel it too. Write this down now, you I gotta be sincere, honestly sincere. Man, you gotta be. Sincere, if you feel it in here, then it's gotta be right, oh baby, oh honey, hug me, yeah, yeah. 
how my sincerity shows through Why I look you in the eye I don't even have to try It's automatic I'm sincere And when I sing about a tree Yeah, well I really feel a tree And when I sing about a girl I really feel that girl I mean I really feel Sin, sin If you're really sincere If you're really sincere If you feel it in here Then it's gotta be alright Oh baby Oh honey Hug me Oh you gotta suffer Well, you gotta be sincere, yeah. Well, you gotta be sincere. Well, you gotta be sincere, yeah. Well, you gotta be sincere. Well, you gotta be sincere, yeah. Oh, my baby. Kind of uh, networking back to what we were talking about. You were auditioning for uh, different schools and ended up settling on Northern Illinois. But what I well, found interesting, if you don't mind kind of moving forward a little bit further from that, because this this blew me away when I was reading this on your bio. Moscow? What? Yeah. The <laughs> Moscow what, 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 Moscow Art Theater? How? Yeah, I, I've got to hear this story. I, how did that happen? How did that happen, and and, uh, and why'd you decide to do it? I'm just curious. Well, well, it, it's crazy. Like, uh, you know, it's actually like a blessing that I got to everything worked out with NIU because um, originally I was going to go to San, uh, uh, Santa Fe School of the Arts, which was not a university. It was more like an accreditation. They lost their – or you'll just get like a certificate. They lost their accreditation two months before – school the school year was about to start oh wow so my mom was like uh-uh you know you gotta <laughs> make a decision here and niu took me with open arms thank you niu and um in their program which was very uh set on meisner uh by the way for okay. for for the acting it was it was very uh much about the meisner ways which which is uh is kind of funny that our junior year we go study in 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 moscow where it's Stanislavski school and you know Meisner was the bastard of the group uh, huh. uh a lot of the russians would not uh consider him uh a kid because he kind of broke the ways of 
in which uh, this acting training of Stanislavski was. And, and so, you know, we get there, um, and the first thing I see is this huge billboard of Putin, and it's like that moment of, well, I guess we're not in Illinois anymore. <laughs> uh, 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 it's just a different place. And uh, it was really, really fun. Um, every day, we went to school six days a week. Um, we were doing we were doing uh, a like a, a voice song kind of thing uh-huh. uh, with a singing teacher, uh, which they're obs- the, the lady was obsessed with Frank Sinatra, and I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, like every one of us was singing some kind of Sinatra song. Uh, and uh, we had like stage combat, uh, which was really, really cool to just like watch uh, these. You, you, you just start to learn. And this was like through all the different classes we had. But the trust between each other as partners, scene partners, is really the most important part because you can just take it as far as you want oh, if yeah. you guys trust each other to go there. You know, it's, yeah. In any way, uh, uh, for for movement, it was this fascinating movement um, that was a lot more like what you would see in a circus. Uh, and and we were we did we actually each class did their own version of. A different, I believe it was, maybe it was just us. I don't know. We, well, anyways, we did, as a class, we did the whole movie of Lion King. And it was all through movement. And we all played different, the different characters in it. And, and, and it was just really something. I mean, it just, it's like, it's an ensemble of movement that tells the story of Lion King. And, you know, we were using the songs, but. Yeah, I've, I've got to ask. I've, I mean, that's a stupid question, I, I guess. But this was all in English. You didn't have to speak Russian or understand oh. Russian for this. <laughs> we had we had some Russian translators, but their English was very broken. But yeah. I, I, like I got to say, like like the through line of Moscow was it isn't about the words. It's about everything in between. Oh, and uh, okay. and and you have you have teachers that. They know they can see right through your your who you are as a person. They know people. They yeah. they they know when you're when you're up there spewing um, nothing that something that's not authentic. You Crap. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. And so that so that was uh, another class. Uh, and then uh, we had Russian cinema. Fascinating for me. Wow. Um, uh, we had uh, and then the acting class was very much like Stanislavski and Chekhov. And and for our Chekhov play, uh, we did The Cherry Orchard, and I played uh, Yippie Hodov, uh, uh, who is uh, <laughs> one of the servants who has squeaky boots. Um, <laughs> and, he play, and he plays music. Uh, and, uh, and I loved that character, and it was really cool because over there, you know, you might only play a couple characters throughout your life as a theater actor, and um, they they told me time and time again they were like you could play this character for the rest of your life. Huh. Um, what uh, a fascinating story, experience! I I'm, well, I'm loving I'll tell this. You one more one, one more crazy thing about it. So the last couple of days before we uh, performed in front of each other, um, and I'll have to send you a clip from this. We do have it on camera. Hmm. Um, uh, but but the last couple of days before we uh, performed. Our teacher, uh, um, he brought his name was Misha. We had two Misha, so he was little Misha. He <laughs> uh, 
he brought us to this uh, stage, and he said, "Let's re- let's rehearse it on this stage, okay?" We get through the rehearsals, and then he sits us all down. He said, "I want everybody to like sit down." He said, "I want you to understand, um, this is the stage that the play was uh, re- uh, performed on for the first time ever." Oh wow! And, and we're oh, just wow. like. We were just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Huh? You know, and being from New Orleans, it's like, it's like we do know, like, very old things. But Russia? Moscow, Not like Russia? that. Like, that, this is next level, you know? So uh, Jeepers. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could, maybe after the program, I'm going to ask, I, I could talk for a long time about this experience. <laughs> it just sounds fascinating. I, I still may follow up with something in a moment, but I, yeah. but I also want to get back to some of the, some of the songs that we were going to choose today, I, I, that just must have been, boy, talk about a, a profound experience that obviously shaped you. And, and, and one thing I find interesting that you just said, too, was that language ended up not being a barrier because they could still see through you, even not understanding the words. That's right. That's pretty powerful. Like, yeah. And, you know, we would go see these play. We would go see a lot of the plays. And, and you know, they would all be in Russian. And, and I started learning Russian as it was going on. But. It didn't matter. We, you know, either like if it was if it was a play we knew, like an old Shakespeare or a Chekhov play, then that's great. But it didn't matter. We knew what the actors were saying huh. just by being being in the space. Wow! Wow! All right. And that God, that's a what a great experience. What a great experience. Um, another one of the songs that you chose is uh, briefly mentioned just a little while ago is from the uh, play Sweeney Todd, which obviously eventually became a film. The song you chose is, I believe it's pronounced Johanna. Uh, uh, Joanna. Uh, Johanna, excuse me. And uh, it's a, this is written by uh, Stephen Songheim. Tell us a little bit about uh, what, why, what's the reasoning behind wanting to choose that amongst your favorites? I, I think, you know, uh, also the fact that Tim Burton, you know, took this on uh, and Depp playing playing an amazing uh role here um i think the song something about the song just it okay so it's like a very dark film and it's a very dark play and they do a very good job of showing that in the lighting and showing that in the costumes and showing it in the makeup and the hair uh hair is very important in this right uh uh, (laughs) but uh um i think it is like a beacon of light within the musical that you have this like just incredible love of for this girl and uh and just hearing hearing the sweetest little song in the midst of all this darkness really just kind of just says something about who I am as hunter you know when everything's going to uh, hell, um, I can just find the peace in somehow, some way, um, and find the light. Wow, I love it. All right, well, let's have a listen for ourselves. This again is from the uh, the film Sweeney Todd. The f- uh, song is called Joanna. Let's have a listen. I feel 
Joanna, I feel you. Do they think that walls can hide you? Even now I'm at your window. I am in the dark beside you. Buried sweetly in your yellow hair, Joanna. And are you beautiful and pale, with yellow hair like her? I'd want you beautiful and pale, the way I've dreamed you were, Joanna. And if you're beautiful, what then, with yellow hair like wheat? I think we shall not meet again, my little dove, my sweet Joanna. Joanna, you're gone and yet you're mine. I'm fine, Joanna. Joanna. Smoke, smoke, sign of the devil, sign of the devil, say you're on fire. Witch, witch. Dove, my dear, I still have reason to rejoice. The way ahead is clear, Joanna. I feel, and in that darkness when I'm blind with what I can't forget, Joanna. It's always morning in my mind, my little lamb, my pet, Joanna. As every day 
goes by Joanna. And you'd be beautiful and pale and look too much like her. If only angels could prevail, we'd be the way we were, Joanna. Wake up, Joanna, another bright red day. We learn, Joanna, to say goodbye. I'll steal you. I still want to kind of go back to the Russia experience, but we but we need to move along. I, yeah. I, and, 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 and to follow up on that just briefly, apparently that was in connection with Northern Illinois University. Was that correct? Yes, that was okay. our study abroad, yeah. Wow, wow. That's terrific. That's terrific. Um, let, let's, let's go into your career a little bit. I mean, it, uh, sure. we talked a little bit about in the introduction that you had focused on acting first and then kind of... To, discovered hey you know this behind the scenes behind the camera kind of stuff is interesting and then that kind of develops into working with a casting director and so forth so yeah i, I don't want to necessarily talk about that journey but I, I do want to talk about um for our listeners that don't know i mean i like to think i know but perhaps i'll learn something here too but exactly what does a casting director do okay yeah so um it's, it's a question that comes up more often than not, even with clients. <laughs> so I feel like I have a pitch here. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead, go we, for it. We we are we are the head of your casting department. Anything that deals with actors, agents, uh, and and the director and producer or the studio picking um, this talent, that's all our world. Uh, starting from auditioning to ending with coming up with the contracts and even before auditioning us coming up with the the rates if it's not union with set rates what the what the rates are for these actors and why it makes sense given whatever usage they may be doing with it you know right um, especially in the commercial world but but even in the film world i mean what what makes sense to to put this out on a breakdown um to have people say they're going to submit. I'm the one that has the knowledge of that. And um, the the biggest part that a lot of people don't think about is our reputability with the actors. Like, we know what certain actors in the Southeast are capable of. We know they're going to show up. We know what they can deliver. Uh, not saying I'm not going to test you, Frank, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, because I will. I will, you know. I mean, if there's something that I think is in the realm of your world, Sure, you know, um, uh, uh, but I would also say that there, it's to not to confuse the filmmaker, to dissuade them from what they have written down on paper, but to give them 
every option. Uh, no stone left unturned. Yeah. And, um, and, and more fascinating is when we get these reads from these amazing actors who completely change our mind on what the character could be. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And from what I understand, the process starts very early where uh, you talk with a director about what they're looking for. And, I, and I, right. part of your job is to, to interpret that, I guess, and then translate it to, uh, to actual actors that you're familiar with or, you know, you put out the, the call for it or whatever. And you're, you're trying to match what it is that the director is looking for. But do you have an opportunity to offer... I mean, your own kind of take on what you think maybe is needed? Oh, yeah. So, like, <clears throat> basically after we make a deal or whatever, I, I, I'll I read the scripts before I get the um, – or before I read the character breakdown or whatever the, the director thinks about the roles. Right. And um, I will read the script and, and put my, like, top favorite actors in the Southeast – into the roles just to give not only them an idea of what kind of talent we do have to offer down here, but to let them know where my head's at, because even in the first couple of uh, weeks of the process of me getting tapes and getting to meet with the directors and producers, and I would say I work with the director more than the producers in yeah. most cases um, for film. And then I probably work with the, producer more than the director on, on commercials but um anyways uh you know until we get to that 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 sweet spot of knowing exactly what both of us are trying to find um i try to just keep my mind as open as possible because just because there's something written written on a page doesn't mean like we really have any idea of what it is that we might want you know yeah well and just like you said too you might get you might get a surprise and someone gives you a, a different take, a different interpretation. You say, hmm, you know what? Maybe this will work. I, maybe I need to share this with the director. So that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's got to be a difficult job because it strikes me as almost you're the, you're the middleman. I mean, you're, yeah. I, I know you guys are, you guys want the actors to succeed. I, you know, I, I know, you know, myself included, we all think, oh, you know, they're not really pulling for us. Actually, you are. You want us to do yeah. well. And so, you know, you're, you're trying to be a, a, a supporter and a, and a promoter, if you will, of the actors. But then you've got to work with the director and and, uh, and producers and the stu and sometimes the studio also has, like, the final say and whatnot. Being yeah. in the middle, that's got to be, I would think that would be one of the most challenging aspects of your job. Well, I think it's perfect for somebody like me who comes from a very administrative um, assistant role for these top Hollywood, you know, actors and producers, you know, that I, 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 I know how to help them juggle a million things um, and at the same time still get to have a little bit of creativity. I think it's the perfect uh, job for administrative meets creativity. Hmm. Um, and, and then the, the, the other creative part that people don't think about is how to get the job done. Uh, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, I, I love that part and it's fascinating if it, especially if I'm looking for something that's very real, um, you know, I, I, to, to like, to invade or dive into some of these 
very real groups of whatever it is I might be looking for. And just it, I, like one of them, I, the best example I give is there was one time like real farmers, like so that not only we could use their farm as a location, but like we could we could have the real deal farmer. And I just didn't even think like, yeah, of course, there's different types of farmers, but I got to learn all sorts of stuff about farmers in Louisiana and like what they do and just huh. hear stories about their life and like, you know, what what's important to them. I mean, see, the, it's the thing. Yes, as an actor, we're, we're, we're supposed to um, uh, experience the human condition. But as a casting director, we are we're we're here to understand the human condition. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's I, I, you should be very proud. I know that I mentioned in the uh, in the intro. I mean, it, I, you know, I'm not saying you were an overnight success by any stretch. I mean, nothing is in this business usually. But no. there's been a lot of work that went into it. But really, in a short amount of time, relatively so. You've been able to kind of, you know, break in and, and get in there with being a casting director for some other major projects. And so, you know, congratulations on that. Thank you um, very much. No, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. You you chose. I, I, all right. Truth be told, I'm not like a big musical guy. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there's some I like. And, and you chose one of them that I do like that I think is great. And we're talking about the musical Music Man. And the uh, song that you chose was You Got Trouble. Uh, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to choose that amongst your favorites. It's just like, it's it's one of those songs, and I feel like a lot of musicals have them, where they get to bring out, almost like if it was a film, you know, the extras, but you get to like bring out the whole life of the town with the song. Uh, yeah. and, and I just love like the interactions of, of, of getting to meet, like, I mean, it's one of the first, I believe it's like one of the first songs of the whole musical. Um, uh, you just get to see this, this, this palpable energy that is so fascinating to the, uh, general public, uh, you know, but then you get to learn about the general public. You get to see all these quirky characters that make it up. And even when I'm casting, I, I, I have to say, I do love casting the leads, but I really love casting the characters, the character <laughs> actors. And, and, and you really get to see that in this song. Um, and I think that's why I chose it. Yeah. And, and by the way, it was interesting. We, just as a side note, we, uh, I think it was music, man. Uh, yeah. we were, my wife and I were in Vienna on a short holiday or whatnot. And we said, Oh, look, music man is playing. Let's, let's just buy some tickets. We'll go. Okay. So we did. And, you know, of course, we're, we're Hey, we're Americans. We expect this to be in English. Uh. No. <laughs> It was in German. <laughs> so, uh, so that was an experience. It was still enjoyable, but I didn't understand practically a word they said. Anyway, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to the music and hear this. This is, uh, again, from the uh, musical Music Man, and the song is called Ya Got Trouble. Well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Well, you got trouble, my friend. Right here, I say trouble right here in River City. Why, sure, I'm a billiard player. Certainly mighty proud to say I'm always mighty proud to say it. I consider that the hours I spend with a cue in my hand are golden. Help me cultivate horse sense and a cool head and a keen eye. Did you ever take and try to give an ironclad leave to yourself from a three-rail billiard shot? But just as I say it takes judgment, brains, and maturity to score in a bop line game, I say that any boob 
can take and shove a ball in a pocket. And I call that sloth the first big step on the road to the depths of degradation. I say first, medicinal wine from a teaspoon, then beer from a bottle. And the next thing you know, your son is playing for money in a pinchback suit. And listening to some big out-of-town Jasper, hearing him tell about horse race gambling. Not a wholesome trotting race, no, but a race where they set down right on the horse. Like to see some stuck-up jockey boy setting on Dan Patch. Make your blood boil, well, I should say. Now, friends, let me tell you what I mean. You got one, two, three, four, five, six pockets in a table. Pockets that mark the difference between a gentleman and a bum with a capital B and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. And all week long, your River City youth will be frittering away. I say, your young men will be frittering. Frittering away there noontime, supper time, chore time too. Get the ball in the pocket. Never mind getting dandelions pulled to the screen door patched to the beefsteak pounded. Never mind pumping any water till your parents are caught with a cistern empty on a Saturday night, and that's trouble. Yes, you got lots and lots of trouble. I'm thinking of the kids in the knickerbocker, shirt tail young ones, peeking in the pool hall window after school. You got trouble, folks, right here in River City. Trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. Now, I know all you folks are the right kind of parents. I'm going to be perfectly frank. Would you like to know what kind of conversation goes on while they're loafing around that hall? They were trying out Bevo, trying out Cubats, trying out tailor-mades like cigarette fiends, and bragging all about how they're going to cover up a telltale breath with sense. And one fine night, they leave the pool hall, heading for the dance at the armory. Libertine men and scarlet women and ragtime, shameless music that'll grab your son, your daughter, with the arms of a jungle animal instinct, masteria. Friends, the idle brain is the devil's playground. Trouble! Oh, right here in River City. With a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. We've surely got trouble. Right here in River City. Gotta figure out a way to keep the young ones moral after school. Mothers of River City. Heed that warning before it's too late. Watch for the telltale signs of corruption. The minute your son leaves the house, does he rebuckle his knickerbockers below the knee? Is there a nicotine stain on his index finger? A dime novel hidden in the corn crib? Is he starting to memorize jokes from Captain Billy's whiz bag? Are certain words creeping into his conversation? Words like, like swell. Aha, and so's your old man. Well, if so, my friends, you got trouble. Right here in River City. With a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. We've surely got trouble. Right here in River City. Remember the main Plymouth Rock and the Golden Rule. Oh, we got trouble. We're in terrible, terrible trouble. That game with the 15 numbered balls is a devil's tool. Oh, yes, we got trouble, trouble, trouble. With a T. We'll get back to our program in a minute. This program is done for the love of film and film music, plain and simple. However, it does take a huge investment in time and in fees for me to make the program work for you. And I don't sell commercial time and don't really want to on this program. Rather, I'm kind of like a, a public broadcasting station. I need support from listeners like you. For as little as $3 a month, you can help me uh, uh, offset the time spent in putting the program together. Or maybe you just think of it as leaving a tip in the tip jar. 
Either way, if you can join up, there will be bonuses, like an additional 10 to 15 minute segment with our guest every week, where we'll play additional cues as well as ask us some extra questions. And it's going to be only available to patrons. How do you sign up? Well, it's simple. You go to patreon.com slash what's the score, and that's all one word. That's Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash what's the score. Check it out. We'd be grateful for your support. That's Patreon.com. break off and ask a question I wasn't planning on asking, but it, I think it's worth asking, and that is, you know, here we are talking about musicals, and yet, for the most part, we, there aren't a lot of musicals being produced these days. How come, do you think? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, the last one I saw. What was the one with um, the Nicole Kidman and... Uh, and uh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, Moulin uh, Rouge. Moulin, Moulin Rouge, that's great. Is that one of the last ones? Um, Across the Universe with all the Beatles songs. Was oh, okay. Really incredible. That's right, and, uh, and the ABBA one. Uh, well, but that's been around for a while, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, me. you're, I mean you're, you're, very, you're very much right um, about it. Uh, I think it's just, it's got to be probably one of the riskiest, or the more risky um, genres to try and bring to a film especially with all the collaboration of musicians i'm sure they have to deal with um yeah, yeah. but uh i i i hope i hope they i hope they continue because i you know but and, and we say that but it's been fascinating seeing like some of the new newer disney movies um uh where they've kind of taken that element not to the forefront anymore, right? It's more. Yeah, it's more you know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like Aladdin's the last Aladdin, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I think Will Smith did great as the genie. Um, uh, but yeah, I, you know, it, it, shame on me. I didn't. I didn't even think about some of those films. That I mean, I guess they'd be classified as musicals, and and, and I don't know why right. I didn't think about it because I don't. I, the ones we're talking about today are. In more the classic. classic sense of what I would think of as a musical, but okay. Well, anyway, but it's a, yeah. I don't think it's an art form that's going to die, but it's just one of the things I found interesting about your list. Uh, look, I'm, you know, let's make no secret here. I'm a seasoned citizen, and uh, you're a relatively young man, and yet I found it. I found it interesting. I mean, you chose musicals from you know goodness 40 years ago if not more i mean <laughs> as well as you know pretty much present day and stuff so i mean i i thought that was very refreshing and it was good to see that you you know admire the classics as well as stuff that's more contemporary i'm curious what was it that drove you to uh be, because you know you went through high school and you went through a special program and college and you know overseas training and those sorts of things all about acting I mean, you may have kind of alluded to this a little bit, but what was it 
because you had a you know you were getting experience in all different aspects of uh, behind the camera I guess if you will what was it that drew you to casting in particular you know I just I think um, I think you just you you find your niche you know I I when I was auditioning for film and and commercials I kept like wondering why I wasn't distracted by the other actors there. I kept wondering why I wasn't distracted by if I got a call back, the producers. I kept being distracted by the casting director and watching them um, give notes, you know, and, and just help help the actor that might be very close get there even, even more. Mm. Um, I, I'm really hopeful that live auditions become a thing soon uh, and and, and let me let me let me hold you on that because i i do want to talk about that issue maybe in the next segment yeah because i do want to hear your thoughts on that but i guess what i'm gathering from what you're saying is that you if i understand what you're saying it's like you really you kind of latched onto the fact that that you had an opportunity to coach and to help and to get people kind of going over the hump and get them to that next level was that something that was appealing yeah, I just I feel like I'm the I'm the person that knows the right person to get the job, you know. Yeah. And 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 and, and that part is what's rewarding to me, you know. Yeah, yeah. The again, I'm not much of a, a musical kind of a guy, and I, I think you've chosen a, a, a musical that I guess is more contemporary. I'm not familiar with it across the universe. Uh, the song uh-huh. is "I've Just Seen a Face." I, I was playing it just a little while ago. I really liked it. Tell us a little bit about uh, about how that made your list today. Well, uh, huge Beatles fan, and um, Julie Taymor, the director. Uh, I just love that she put dipped her foot in not you know not only making a musical with the most one of the most legendary bands of all time, but. Um, and the way she used all these amazing musicians to help bring that to life, but she's also got a, her, uh, her got her feet wet in uh, in, in the Tempest uh, for for Shakespeare. So I think being a big fan of hers, and uh, and then across the universe as a whole, I just love how it's not the, the thing about it was it's like the songs kind of don't just like pop out of nowhere like. Hey, we're singing a song now. You know, like they are a part of the they are part of the mo- they're part of the storytelling. They, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe all good musicals are that way, but uh, in a contemporary uh, feel, it felt way more about getting the storyline across than just having a song to have a song. And mm, I understand. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's probably why. And and I feel like I wanted to give you uh, at least one uh, contemporary musical to uh, add to the list. Well, terrific. Let's have a listen for ourselves. This is again from the musical called Across the Universe, and the song is called I've Just Seen a Face. <laughs> I can't forget the time or place where we just met She's just a girl for me And I want all the world to see we've met Mmm I'd have been another day I might have looked the other way And I'd have never been a word But as it is, I'll dream of her tonight Die, 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 die Falling 
cut you off but it was a very uh, directed question that i wanted to talk to you about because uh and perhaps our audience doesn't know some of them do uh when covid hit it really fundamentally changed the acting business in all sorts of ways it certainly changed the audition process and what changed was in-person auditions went away and we started relying uh, relying on what we call self-tapes in other words the, the actor would tape themselves, uh, uh, video themselves on a camera, uh, and then send that, that file, that, that uh, video file, into the casting director to evaluate. That way you avoided personal contact while we were, you know, trying to manage COVID and whatnot. And even though kind of the COVID deal is, for all intents and purposes, kind of past us, or at least for the time being, uh, the yeah. self-tape process has continued. And so I'm kind of curious about your thoughts on that. Um, it, did that make your job easier or better or, or both or, or you know, just kind of just talk to me about that and uh, how that transition yeah. has been for you? Uh, I think, you know, I think that there is perks to the general audition being a tape. Um, it just opens up the world of opportunity. I mean, we look as much as I would I would just want to use people that are actually from New Orleans to do the job um, there, the role is right for you as much as you're right for it. So um, the opportunity of having people who we don't know what their travel situation is, or if they have family or friends here, um, I think it should still be left open. However, um, I, I, I am very much on board with having two women, windows of opportunity where it's the uh uh you know submissions through online through tape and then having an open call just for my local lo real local people down here um you know I i've kind of, i've found a little bit of a workaround where which is i have the general audition through zoom with me before we even give the tapes over uh -huh. um and i've done that sometimes uh but, yeah, I think if there's any way of me doing just like a session for those that are local and then still getting tapes in, because truth is, Frank, I love watching audition tapes. I mean, 
seriously, love wow. them. Like I will, I'll watch, I'll watch, I'll watch them all day, all weekend. It, it's what I love, you know. I'm not sure every casting movie. director would say that. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's unfor- that's unfortunate yeah. to hear because it's like, it's, it's, it's. I, I think that's like a very big part of this, you know. Yeah, that's, I would that's say the my, job. My I mean. favorite. I mean, I would say my favorite part of the process is callbacks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, it's just tricky because I mean, truthfully, like I understand it does a disservice not having us in person, but it also helps the actor by not having to be at a certain place in the middle of a work week where they probably have some other job. Um, you know, uh, so it's a little give and take. I just, I don't know what the answer is. I just, I, I hope that there is something that comes to fruition. My, you know, uh, in a perfect world, I would hope that the directors and producers at least are okay with us having the callbacks live, you know, because then, then we know, Hey, if you're in a callback, you're pretty close to, to, you know, making this, you know, well, you know, and, and from, and from the actor's perspective, mine, it's a it it's a mixed bag, kind of like what you're saying. Is that there's a part of me that says, "Gosh, I like having a chance to do a take two or a take three because I messed up that word or you know, <laughs> you know, I, I forgot the line or whatever." And so you you have a chance to at least submit the so-called perfect take, or at least in your view, the perfect take. But what I find you you lose, and what your class kind of helped remind me of is the so-called redirect the the getting feedback from the casting director hey try this or try that or you know do this more do this less or whatever the case may be and i i started to think to myself you know geez i can't i could really benefit from that and i'm and i'm losing out on that so i mean it's 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 you know it's a double-edged sword i guess like a better way of saying it but you you know frank i I think people need to understand or especially actors need to understand it's like it's a two-part. Well, it's a really a three-part process. They got the you know, the tape audition. That's a skill. Okay. They yeah. got the callback with the director. That's a skill. And then they got the third part, which is being on set, and that's a skill. <laughs> and and so they're different. Little, and they're different. I I find. Jeez, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't get into this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, yeah. I I think I'm lousy at auditions, but I'm great when it's when it's when it's showtime. If that makes sense. Yeah. And and I but, like but I, and I don't know how to overcome that. Problem. I mean, I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's the you, you give them, you put your best foot forward, and um, and then as soon, you know, once. You, so here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the auditions might feel that way, but um, I feel like once you get in the room with with the the producer and director uh, uh, on set or whatever. Um, that will be the best takeaway for you. I mean, you yeah. know that 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 chance and, and and once they come, it could lead to work down the line. You have oh, no yeah. idea, you know. Yeah, um, that's true. That's very true. So I mean, I know the audition part is in a lot of and look, and I'm gonna be honest with you, even the younger actors too. It's like a lot of people are having trouble with that part, and um, and and I get it, but. It's it's I feel I don't know I don't know if it's where it's going you know we don't know what's happening tomorrow so um, <laughs> as for now I think we just kind of gotta you know rough it out I guess yeah 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 it um, anyway it's it 
it's a changing world, and it's going to continue to change. And as we're recording this, actually, the uh, the actor strike has just started. And when you hear this, I don't know, it may be solved by then or whatever, but, you know, we hope so. But uh, the whole business model and everything is changing about the industry with the technology and whatnot. So it's it's going to be right. interesting to see where it goes, and, and hopefully all of us can kind of keep up with the changes because that's going to be a big demand of, of all of us for you know, not just in acting, but basically in any profession these days, the way the technology is going. Um, wow. I like this last selection. It's a great song <laughs> and, a, and a great uh, uh, a great musical, and I just, I'm a big fan um, the musical I'm talking about is Tommy. The song is uh, Pinball Wizard, written by, oh my gosh, what a giant, Elton John, who just recently did his last public live performance. Uh, and, and, you know, God, Godspeed to him. I mean, he's he certainly earned a rest. He's, it's amazing. I saw him in concert in Hong Kong years ago, and, and it was just him and a piano. And, I mean, it was, I forgot. I think it was close to two hours. It was, it was amazing. And just him so in a good. piano. No, you know, no orchestra, no band or anything. And, uh, but that was how talented he was. Anyway, um, you, you chose this song from Tommy, Pinball Wizard. Tell us a little bit about uh, why you would choose that one uh, to be included in today's list. I think, I think the reason I chose it is because it was the first time I had uh, worked at NOCA. I had worked on a production as the stage crew. And okay. I was a part of the stage crew for the musical Tommy. Oh wow! I hadn't even—I'd never even heard of the the musical Tommy uh, until that that chance came up. And whenever I start, I watched the film. I was just like, "Man, this is just this is just." I mean, it turned—you know—you got all these amazing musicians involved. Uh, Tina Turner, God, ugh, <laughs> just just—it was just—it's exactly how I feel about. You know this this mix of rock and roll meets. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you would call it a rock opera, rock yeah. and roll meeting meeting a musical. And I just found it fascinating that the Who would make something like this. I, it, it makes sense; it really does. And I just wanted to kind of uh, include it as as a kind of a, a thanks to those at Noka that that let me be a part of that production. Um, as as the stage crew. Oh, that's that's terrific. That's a terrific story. Well, let's have a listen for ourselves again. This is from the film called Tommy. The uh, song is Pinball Wizard, sitting by the sung by the icon, if you will, Elton John.
Well, I always like to know what uh, what's in the pipeline uh, for people like yourself. Now, you know, again, as I said, as we're recording this, the the writer strike, the actor strike is going on. Who knows who else is going to strike? So, I don't know. Maybe you don't have a lot of stuff in the pipeline, but uh, but right. you know, do you? I, I don't know. It doesn't affect all aspects of your work, does it? Well, um, well, I mean, oh, I have no, a couple maybe it of. Does. I have a couple of, of movies that are that are interested um, in starting, but it's yeah, it's just kind of like right now, it, it's just kind of like well, we just got to see what SAG wants us to do because there are like waivers available for those indie movies that aren't backed by any kind of um, studio. So we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I, I get a lot of little bank spots for these little credit unions. And I have a feeling like people are going to still be filming stuff. It's just going to be a lot less than we're used to. Right. And, um, and, and I'll, find, I'll find ways to make it work in the, in the meantime. Um, it doesn't but, affect commercials. Uh, well, I guess it, it would affect some commercials. Is that true? But not all of them? Uh, the, well, I think. I think SAG commercials will be okay because yeah, again, like that's not, that's not a part of any kind of, uh, any kind of, sorry, studio. Okay. Um, So, so I think they'll be okay. But again, it's like now taking out the, the, the big, the big studio projects, um, it makes a lot of people available to take jobs. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, it, 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 it could affect me. It could have, I think it's going to affect all of us, honestly. And, and I think we'll just roll with the punches, but you know, somebody was talking about it and, um, you know, I guess it's the first time in 60 years, two unions, uh, in the same industry have str- uh, struck at the same time. Yep. That's um, right. 1960. Uh, uh, but, uh, I think they're doing something to save not only our industry, but humanity as a whole. And I think that, uh, I think that all good will come of it. And look, you know, this isn't the first time we've seen a strike in the last couple of years and it's not going to be the last. That that just says what kind of people we have working, uh, together, uh, in solidarity. And it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It is. And there might be some people that are in the know that know what's going on. And for those of you that don't, should read into it before you make a judgment it's um this is not about the the tom cruises saying i'm not getting my fair share that's not what this is about there was an interesting post on facebook i won't mention the guy's name he's what i would classify as a working actor he's not he's not a superstar he's not a necessarily a name that everybody would know but he's out there he's had he's had you know three four five gigs a year or something like that and he proceeded, he was very open about, here's what my income has been. You know, I got to pay my agent and then I got to pay these expenses. And yep. then now I'm getting less on the residuals or less on this. And and at the end, it was like, it was almost like a negative figure. I mean, it was, so it's about those folks. And, and, yeah. and not, even people like me that hardly make anything. But then you've got the working actors that they're actually doing, doing the thing and yeah. are still not may, able to make a go of it. Well, anyway. I didn't yeah, want to get too much I, I into saw, that. But. I saw, I saw a funny, a funny. Uh, uh, one of the cast directors said, "They said, well, you know, uh, studios. I hate to tell you, uh, actors can stay on strike for a long time. You want to know why? Because they have a second job. Because you guys aren't paying enough to only have one. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. 
Got a point. Got a point. Jeez. Well, how do uh, uh, how do people get in touch with you or follow you? I'm assuming you have a social media presence and stuff like that. Yeah, on all the social medias, it's on the hunt casting. My website's on the huntcasting.com. Um, and yeah, just feel free to reach out uh, and um, happy to talk to anybody. Yeah. Hey, look. Gosh, I've just, I've, I hope you've had a good time. I have. I've really oh, enjoyed getting great. a chance to know you better and, and to talk about musicals and everything. So I can't thank you enough. I, again, I hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, this has been a great time. Thank you so much for uh, getting me involved. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, that's going to about wrap it up for us today. I want to have a special thank you, and not only to all our listeners who tune in, but also to our patrons who support the program through Patreon.com. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a bonus episode on this one today, but I'll uh, I'll make up for it with some other bonus episodes here pretty soon. Um, and uh, again, I, my thanks to my guest Hunter McHugh for joining us. And there's only thing, only one thing left to say, and that's simply this: that my name's Frank R. Wilson. My time's up. I thank you for yours. Thanks for listening to What's the Score. <laughs>